G'day humans, what's good boy? Chris Funder here with Freddy's Alex for another edition of Wrestling on Style. Bit of a delayed one because of uh, personal uh, events happening. Uh, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good, man. How about you? Yeah, yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, so, not really uh, much time to waffle on about what we normally do. Any major <sighs> wrestling news before we get to, I think it's six or seven events this weekend? There's that many shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, nah, um, I feel like there's something I'm forgetting, but no, no. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, I'm just having a, a quick look here on the, uh, the fight to see if there's any, uh, Aussie wrestling, uh, coming up. Where are we scheduled for fight? Nothing that I can see at least this weekend from uh, down under. Oh, ICW, Fear and Loathing is also this weekend. Very good. Okay, okay. Uh, did you happen to catch New Japan Resurgence from the Walter Pyramid? Fuck, I forgot about watching that. But yeah, uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> okay, so yeah, of course, this being a New Japan strong pay-per-view, I have not watched. I've caught highlights of some things, uh, but not everything. Um, it was announced uh, that due to an injury to Mark Davis, Aussie Open have vacated the IWGP and the Strong Openweight Tag Team Championships. Big wink for Aussie Open. Yeah, I suppose uh, not all bad news is uh, later in the week they would become all elite. <laughs> Which the most shocking part of that to me was that they weren't ever even signed to New Japan. Oh, really? Yeah. They've been free agents the whole time. Wow, okay. I thought I thought they might have signed a short-term deal because I heard their contract was up in January. Well, from what I saw from Sean Ross Sapp, yeah. these guys have been free agents the whole time. <laughs> Knowing New Japan, that does not surprise. Um, so anything of note here that you saw highlights of outside the women's uh, matches and I guess the uh, semi-main? I only really saw what happened with the women, so I don't even know what happened with the semi-main, Okay, which, so is, which is a shame. I haven't seen anything of the semi-main. From what I've heard, it's been it was a really good match. And Will Ospreay defeats Tanahashi to advance to face Lance Archer at Dominion for the right. uh, number one contendership to Kenny Omega's US IWGP Championship. Alrighty, yeah, um, I'm pretty sure it's going to come out that Don Callis is going to be Will Ospreay's new manager. Just saying it now. I don't hate that. Um, so when is Dominion? June fourth. Uh. So nothing really major to touch on here of uh, Dominion other than uh, they've announced the tag match for the vacated uh, tag titles. So Bushimon, Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi will take on House of Torture, Evil and Yujiro Takahashi. And is this the show that Yoda Suji's probably going to get the world title shot? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, Sonata will defend the world title against Yoda Suji. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. will face Jeff Cobb for the TV title. 
David Finley will face Al Fantasmo for the never openweight title. And uh, yeah, Lance Archer will face Will Ospreay for the number one contendership to the US title. Interesting. Uh, main event for the women here. So in the uh, two opening matches here on the show, we saw Mercedes Monet defeat Stephanie Valkyra and Willow Nightingale defeat Momo Kogo. Yep. I believe I'm pronouncing that right. Apologies if I'm not. Uh, so, yeah, main event, Willow versus mercedes Monet, And, you know, the match is going along pretty good until what happens, Alex? Uh, she got injured. Yes, Mercedes got injured. Uh, the ref, She's told Willow to uh, pin her. The ref counts one, two, and then sort of awkwardly looks. And Willow just goes, fuck it, I'll do it again. Does it again. Pinza, one, two, three, and Willow's your first woman's strong champion. I don't think this was meant to happen. I don't think Willow was meant to win. No, no, it's uh, come out in a number of sources, uh, including Meltzer, saying that the plan was for uh, Mercedes to win, and that's why the, the ref hesitated on the first free can of Willow. Has it come out what the injury exactly was? I've heard various reports from um, a rolled ankle all the way to a um, like a broken lower leg. God damn. So I haven't heard anything concrete, but uh, yes, a leg injury. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, not good. Not good for Mercedes. Uh, hopefully uh, with Willow getting this belt... Uh, Ring of Honor and uh, AEW can actually use this to their advantage whilst they've got Willow. Uh, this sort of ruins Willow's story of like, oh, is she finally going to win the Ring of Honor women's title, doesn't it? <laughs> yep, but uh, that's the risk you take when you put put somebody over there for your for your uh, tournament as your participant. Um, I'll just have a look here and see if it says anything about um, Mercedes being injured in the um, personnel update. Uh, women, women's division. Mercedes, no, it doesn't say any note as to why she's injured. Ah, what a shame. Fucking hell. Yeah, uh, hopefully in about four weeks' time when this is on New Japan World, I can uh, give it a watch and see what's going on. From there, my friend, we have uh, this weekend. So uh, during the week was the third Hunter Kimura Memorial Show, um, which uh, Hunter's mother organises on the 23rd. Yep. Uh, so as we are recording this tomorrow, Impact Under Siege. Uh, then on the 27th will be well, the uh, 28th for Australians, Stardom, Flashing Champions, and WWE's Night of Champions. 27th is a very heavy Champions Day. Uh, exactly. 28th, uh, stateside, which will be 29th for the Aussies. We'll see Best of the Super Juniors finals from uh, Tokyo, AEW's Double or Nothing, and NXT Battleground. Oh boy. Um let's just go in order here. Impact under siege. Are you excited? No. Are you going to watch? No. 
<laughs> Fair enough. Okay, so uh, listed matches here. We've got two on the pre-show that'll see uh, Joe Hendry, the defending digital media champion, taking on Dirty Dango, and the team of The Coven, Taylor Wilde and Kylan King, taking on The Death Dolls, Jessica, and a returning Courtney Rush. Nice. Yeah. Um, on the main show, we have Steve Macklin, the defending Impact World Champ against PCO for the world title uh, in a no-DQ match. There is a last-chance match for the Impact Knockouts World Championship. If Grace loses, she can no longer challenge for the titles as long as Deanna is the champion. So that will be the match of Deanna Perazzo, the current champion, who uh, won the title once Mickey James vacated it due to injury, taking on Jordan Grace. Very good. Trey Miguel will defend the X Division title against Chris Saban. Should be a great, great X Division match uh, to cap off your Super Juniors weekend. I just feel like that X Division's getting a bit stale. I feel like I'm hearing the same people over and over again. Speaking of the same people, six way to determine the number one contender to the Impact World Championship. Alex Shelley, Eddie Edwards, Frankie Kazarian, Jonathan Gresham, Moose, and Yuya Yuramura. Well, there you go. Well, we discussed it on a previous episode. Uh, put the belt on, Kaz. Yeah, it, it's it's time. Just, yeah, give Kaz that one run. You can always do the story of Kaz couldn't beat um, Josh Alexander. So when Josh Alexander comes back, there's a natural opponent for Frankie, as well as Josh didn't lose the title. He had to vacate it due to injury. And it was the longest impact wrestling title run ever. I know, that's still surprising. It's so bad. It'd be like if Roman had to vacate right now. Oh, yeah. Um, I suppose there's a few WWE injuries, but we can get there shortly. Uh, next match on the card, we'll see a six-man tag of Rich Swan, Sammy Callahan, and a partner to be determined. Um, guessing it's either announced on Impact uh, this morning, so I haven't watched this morning's Impact yet, uh, versus the design of Dina Angel's and Con, the former Connor. What happened to Victor? <laughs> uh, I can look it up. Give me a second. He was he was the talented one out of that tag team. The Ascension. Yeah. Um, I had high hopes for the Ascension, and then they show up as Road Warrior Light on the main roster. Just like Carrying Cross showed up as Demolition Light. Remember that? I do. I do, unfortunately. Uh, Victor is just working independence at the moment. He was Bring with WWE until December 2019. Yeah, bring him in. Oh, his first match after leaving was against Bull James. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. 
Speaking of the design, what the hell is going on with Eric Young? Well, he's been signed with WWE for seven months now. You wouldn't know it, would you? No, and apparently he got signed to a big contract, according to Sean Ross Sapp. Like and he had a contract or in ring? In ring. <laughs> and hasn't even had to show up to a single show yet. Yeah, JTG approach. Just don't answer your phone. <laughs> exactly. But there is a rumour of big, like, roster cuts coming soon, so who knows? A uh, singles match will follow that match of Giselle Shaw with Jay Vidal in uh, Giselle's corner taking on the debuting Trinity. Mm, damn it. Uh, uh, well... I've become a big fan of Giselle, Giselle Shaw just because fuck Rick Steiner. <laughs> um, and there's just no way she's winning this. No. No, not a chance. Um, yeah, Giselle Shaw would be like a good shout for, uh, what is it, um, Effie's Big Gay Brunch if they ever left Impact. Yep. Uh Second last match listed here is the National Treasure, Nick Aldous versus Kenny King. Okay, what's the feud here? Um, King was on commentary when Aldous came back and he was talking down Aldous. That's Ugh. about it. They don't Lame. like each other. Lame. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's basically what Trinity versus Giselle is. Trinity came in and Jay Vidal took a photo with Trinity backstage and that upset um, Giselle. Lame. Yeah. I told you, Impact's okay sometimes at accentuating the positives and hiding the negatives. Not with everything. No, it seems like they're in a bit of a creative slump right now in terms of creating captivating storylines. Yeah. Uh, last match listed here is the ABC which uh, stands for American Bullet Club, Ace Austin and Chris Bay. The defending doesn't it stand for doesn't it stand for the Austin Bay connection? Oh, probably. Yeah. I I don't really care. <laughs> the <laughs> Impact World Tag Team Champions defending against Subculture, Mandrews, Flash Morgan Webster, with Demi Luna in their corner. What? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know they went to Impact. It's, it, well, Mark Andrews back in Impact. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, good on you. Uh, uh, yeah, well, I'm excited to see how this goes. I think I get this one for free with my Impact Plus. As far as I remember, you get so many free ones a year on Impact Plus if you're a subscriber. Oh, yeah. good. I'm interested to see how it goes. Interested to see how Deanna and Jordan Grace go because they've got good in-ring chemistry. Um, Nothing with the world champ on this show? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, Steve Macklin versus PCO in the No DQ match. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, How's Steve Macklin's run been so far? It's been all right. It's been very trying, like, circumstances. All of a sudden, 
vacated title. Here you go. Sort of feels like an interim champ at the moment. But um, see how he goes against PCO, and that should more uh, solidify him as a champion. Yeah. Uh, have you heard anything for Stardom Flashing Champions 2023? Anything there we need to touch on? Not that I know of. Okay, I'm just having a quick look here. Nothing I can really see as a very, very casual fan of um, Stardom. Oh, they're doing in the main event a winner-takes-all match for both the World of Stardom Championship and the Wonder of Stardom Championship, uh, the world being the red belt, the wonder being the white belt. So it is Tam Nakano, who is the world champion, versus Mina Shakira? Shikawa? Shikawa. Yeah, Shakira. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, winner takes all match. That should be actually a pretty good main event. Yeah, it uh, should be. There's a high-speed championship freeway match, which is similar to their X-Division Cruiserweights. ACM, the defending champ there. Yeah, yeah, it looks interesting. I might give it a yeah. look. That, that's the, the one thing about Stardom. It's another streaming service, and it's like, oh, man, I don't know how far I can stretch my budget this month. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If that was like Bushi Road Wrestling under the one thing with... um. New Japan World, I think you'd have a lot more people checking it out, much like you do with um, Wrestle Universe with Noah and Tokyo Joshi Pro and DDT all under that yeah. umbrella. Yeah. Okay. Uh, WWE, Night of Champions, 2023, Saudi Arabia. How many more years of this Saudi deal do we have? Oh, man. You know what? I'm starting to just tolerate it now. <laughs> I it, mean, it's, it's not going anywhere. <laughs> I mean, I think it's sort of come out that Sami Zayn has wanted to do it. It's just that he hasn't legally been allowed to until now. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What have we got here? Oh, that's right. We've got a triple main event. So yeah, like, hang on. Let me try to think of what the the three. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. I realised it. Okay. Was, so we have the tournament final for the inaugural World Heavyweight Championship. Have WWE confirmed if this is new lineage or following the O2 Big Gold lineage or anything? I like that? I, I saw a thing saying that it's following the old World Heavyweight Title link. Uh, lineage. Okay. Which technically means that it is the WCW title. Okay. Okay. We'll see. See how that goes. Uh, so it is Seth Rollins versus AJ. I'm pretty sure we can all pencil this in as a Seth win. I think so. I think so. I I wouldn't be opposed to a surprise AJ win. But then the issue is, oh, then you have to move AJ to Raw and then... The, what the happens good, with the club? <laughs> yeah, then the club are just sort of stranded on SmackDown. By the way, Mia Yim doesn't need to be in that group anymore. Get rid of her. What do you mean? She was the first one out to congratulate AJ when he won. 
She just doesn't. It doesn't fit. <laughs> it makes no sense to me. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, it, she even looks weird, like out of place with those two. With those, like with the good brothers, she looks out of place just with those two. Let alone AJ. Is there any woman on the WWE roster who would be a better fit? Yeah, I think it would be like an Oscar or something. The club is formed because of their time in Japan. Bring in someone from Japan. Yeah, that's that's not a bad shout. Um, yeah, oh, actually, in the vein of that, Eo Shirai, or Eo Sky, sorry, um, she would be fantastic in that role. Yeah. Yeah, because she's just got that badass about her too. It has to be someone that has that sort of like badassness, swagger to them. Rhea would actually be good, but you don't want to see Rhea anywhere else. Then if you do that, does she have to take Dom with her? Oh, yeah. Then all of a sudden you're just turning the WWE's version of the Bullet Club into what the Japan version became. A watered-down mess. Isn't that what happened with the NWO in the end, so they're really following that formula? Yeah, well, now we've got the fucking... We've got got just, like, 1998, where it was the NWO B-team and then NWO Hollywood, the Wolf Pack, NWO NWO Japan. Japan. Technically, the LWO, although that wasn't really affiliated, and then... Yeah, you got all these. Yeah, the, you got all these little sub branches of it all, and that's what we've got in the wrestling world right now. Bullet Club Gold, Bullet Club fucking Japan, House of Torture, the OC. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, so what we got? Yeah, we got. Uh, Bull Club Gold, uh, Rogue Army, which is Bull Club Australia. Oh, how could I forget? <laughs> Bullet Club Japan, which is House of Torture. Bullet Club America, I guess, which is Austin and Bay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's good. It's good. No? Okay. Um... <laughs> Uh, where was I? Second of three main events. Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar still in a singles match. Yeah, I think Brock wins this. They already set it up on Raw that, like, Brock's basically broken Cody's arm. Yeah, I mean, I certainly cared about that. Yeah, I think we're going to do a thing. Cody gets the shit beaten out of him in Saudi Arabia, and then we get a return match at SummerSlam or some shit. Please, sir. May I have another? Let's have Brock beat him with kendo sticks. Let's do the whole Tommy Dreamer thing again, but with Cody. Ugh. 
That's what we need in the current wrestling landscape right now is more unnecessary and out of the blue ECW appearances, but we'll talk about AEW later. Oh boy. Uh, Third of your co-main events, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus Bloodline members, Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa on Roman's 1,000th day as undisputed WWE Universal Champion. This time, just give him titles. a new fucking belt. Give him a new title. That's all I want. Mate, I've been saying give the Ring of Honor guys new belts, but we still haven't got there. They did. Some of them. Uh, some of them. Yeah, some of them still have the Sinclair logo on them. Oh, dear. Yeah, um, six-man titles. What is it? Oh, yeah, but... Mogul Embassy, get in. <laughs> who the fuck even remembers those titles exist? Oh, man. Have they even been relevant since the Hung Bucks held them? Yeah. When the Righteous held them? Sure. <laughs> sure. Um, the, the Wyatt Six. <laughs> yeah, we can get there. <laughs> is okay fine is Bray coming back I think so I think he'll be back <laughs> when I don't know whenever his reported fucking health issues whatever the fuck that is is over um that's all sort of been a massive mystery as to what the actual health issues were but if you recall, before he got released last time, they said that there were health issues with Bray as well, and there weren't any. They just didn't want him on TV. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, where are we? Gunther, the defending IC champ, versus Mustafa Ali. Gunther. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think that needs to be a long one. Okay. Uh, Bianca Belair, the defending Raw champ versus Asuka. Fuck me. There is absolutely no unpredictable matches on this show. Okay. (laughs) Bianca retains. Yes. Uh, Match six of the announced matches so far. Uh, SmackDown happens tomorrow on tape delay, I think. Okay. I, I know... One of the uh, the segments there uh, uh, involving AJ and a certain somebody that looks like his next feud. Because I Grayson? saw the spoilers. Oh, oh no, Carrion. TikTok. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, sure. Like, at least fucking do something with Carrion Cross. Even uh, if he is shit. Some people seem to like him. Nah. Uh, no. So, yeah. Not me. <laughs> Match six is uh, Rhea, the defending SmackDown Women's Champ, taking on Natty in her annual It's Natty, Let's Give Her a Big Match of the Year. Yeah, it always seems to happen at, like, Saudi Arabia, too. Yeah, she's had two so far, two or three. Uh, yeah, yeah, and wasn't it her and Lacey Evans, the first two women to wrestle in Saudi Arabia? That sounds right. It was Natalia and someone, anyway. 
Yeah. And uh, rounding off things is Becky Lynch versus Tris Tris Stratus in a matter of respect. Well, actually, this one could go either way, but you got to put Trish over. Yeah. You um, need to put Trish over. I would put Trish over. Um, eventually, I don't know how you do it. Have fucking Trish take the Raw Women's title back to Raw. Yeah. Since they're... Okay, I don't know what's worse. Doing the fucking title swapsies or just having the Raw champion on SmackDown and the SmackDown champion on Raw. Also true. Yeah. So if there's a way we can fucking do something about that, that would be nice. Thank you. Um, uh, so, yeah, since they're clearly not just going to come up with new titles, um, I would put a belt on Trish. Fuck it. Yeah, why not pop ratings during her the last time of Her promos have been great. She's obviously still got it in the ring. So, yeah. Uh, so I'm looking through WWE and Saudi Arabia's history with uh, the women. Uh, in June of 2019, Alexa Bliss and Natalia made the trip over and were going to have a match, oh, but like the- it was rejected. And then in October of the same year, 2019, Natalia faced Lacey Evans at Crown oh, Okay, yep. I was right. For some fucking reason, they thought Lacey Evans should be the first. Oh, that was the one with uh, Braun Strowman versus Tyson Fury. See the uh, oh, Gypsy the... Kings rocking the Maroon in Brisbane? Oh, is he? Yeah, State of Origin next week for the Rugby League. Oh, fucking hell, Tyson Fury. Um, actually, no, I, I don't really have a side for State of Origin. Yeah, just Victoria. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, I've got your opinion on the podcast. What do you think of Tazzy finally getting an AFL team? I think it's well overdue. My my problem with it yeah. is an uneven amount of teams. Yeah, more bye weeks. Yeah, I fucking... I just don't like these people getting paid fucking... Hundreds of thousands of dollars to have a week off. Yeah. Fuck that. (laughs) Get fucked. Uh, And then fucking play every week. You play for like a fucking third of the year anyway. Fucking play every week, you pricks. (laughs) Fucking Roman Reigns schedule over here. (laughs) Fucking... Look at some of the footballers in Europe. They play three to four times a week. Exactly. Fucking, and that, and I always got teased when I started playing soccer in high school. Oh, you're playing the little pussy sport, whatever. Nah, get fucked. AFL, fucking have some bloody guts about yous. And then I watched a fucking Carlton game a few weeks back and fucking... Oh, we're giving away a free kick because this guy argued against the umpire. What the fuck is that? They don't even do that in the in soccer. Fucking pussy ass sport. Come on now. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, we... but I do have a football related thing to tell you. Guess where yeah. I'm going tomorrow? 
the Upper Murray. I'm going to Tumbarumba. <laughs> oh, really? To watch a bowling friend of mine play for Coryong tomorrow. The Demons? Yep. Uh, p- uh, All right. Federal's on who's, the way. Who's... <laughs> <laughs> Even though they're well, in recess at the know, moment. I was going to say, is that one of the fucking teams that isn't even in the league because it's a four-team league? Yeah, yeah, it's one of the teams sitting yeah. out at the moment. Oh, fucking poor old... When I was playing team. down there, Jesus Christ, that's nearly 15 years ago. When I was playing reserves down there, there was talks of them trying to merge the league into the Tulaniba League, and they should have. And now it's too late. But yeah, go have fun at the footy. Send me a photo because Tumba is actually a nice ground I've played on it before. Anyhow. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. no, I'm I'm keen. I I don't know if I've ever been to fucking Tumba Rumba before, but yeah. Oh man. If uh, if by any chance we have any listeners coming to Tumba Rumba tomorrow, come meet me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be sitting in Bay 13 having a beer. <laughs> okay. I will okay. be. Reviewing your hot dogs, Tumbarumba. <laughs> Next week on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, Best of the Super Juniors is going to have two semi-final matches before the finals. So, right. uh, finishing top of Block A was Mike Bailey. He's going to take on the second place in Block B, Master Watto. Finishing top in Block B, Al Desperado. He's going to take on finishing second in block A, Titan. Damn. Um, so Titan getting a good push this year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting a, getting a real good um push. Robbie did all right. I think he should have had a lot more wins than what he got. He lost to freaking Dan Maloney. Oh, dear. Um, him and Despy had a really good match. Those guys have really good chemistry. Um, yeah. But mostly I've just been watching Robbie's and um, Mike Bailey's matches throughout the tournament. Bailey yep. just losing to Kushida in the first match and Ishimori. And then uh, partway through the tournament, Ishimori withdrew after suffering, uh, what's it say here, a cervical spinal injury, forcing him to forfeit his last match. Fucking hell. Yep. That sounds serious. Yeah. Uh, where is this? this? is from New Japan themselves on May 21st during Best of Super Juniors 30. Uh, so this is during the week. Um, uh, match against Hiromu, Toji Ishimori sustained an injury to his cervical vertebrae. As a result, he will not be cleared to compete for the remainder of the best Super Juniors tours. Da, 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 da. Ishii cannot wrestle TJP in Osaka and he'll lose via forfeit. So TJP gets a walk over there, <laughs> picking up two points. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, uh, speedy recovery to uh, to Ishimori. He is yep. a, a very talented junior wrestler. Um, but yeah, looking at these blocks here, you had on top of block A, Mike Bailey, followed by Titan. 
Leo Rush and Hiromu Takahashi also finishing equal second, missing out on um, win-loss when ranked against those other two opponents. Uh, yep. TJP in 10th, Ishimori on 10 points but withdrew. Then Sho, Doki, Kashida on 4th, and Ruisuke Taguchi on 2. I thought um, Kashida coming back would have finished around mid-table, not second last. Yeah, that's unreal. Uh, over yeah, in block... what the fuck? <laughs> I know. Over in block B, we had Desperado on top on 14, uh, Master Watto on 14 as well, and then third, Yo on 12, Robbie Eagles 10th, Clark Connors on 8, Franisco Akira on 8, Dan Maloney on 8, Kevin Knight on 6, Yoshinobu Katamaru on 6, and Bushi on 4. So a much more even sort of uh, block B compared to your block A that has clear leaders and then the few stragglers at the back of the pack. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I- I'm enjoying Best of the Super Juniors. Final is uh, this weekend. I want to just have a quick look um, whilst I'm here to see if there's actually uh, anything else announced for that card. Because usually, you know, New Japan, they won't announce anything too far ahead of date. Uh, Sunday, no, the only thing there is that's announced for that night is the uh, two semi-final winners facing off. Okay, yeah. uh, so next is... AEW's double or nothing. Uh, I suppose, first of all, um, <laughs> what's going on on Dynamite? The homicidal, genocidal, death-defying Sabu. Well, obviously, he. How? why wouldn't he be the fourth member of the Undisputed Era? Bobby who? No, it was Sabu. <laughs> We we just got we we just got a different like over tanned old guy instead of Bobby Fish. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean they're probably closer in age than we all expect. How old? Just saying. Is Sabu? Oh no, he's got to be late fifties, surely. He looks late fifties, whether he is or not. Okay, um, have a quick look. Hang on. I'm pulling it up. Okay, Alex is going to pull that up as I have a look at this double or nothing card coming to you from Las Vegas, Nevada at the T-Mobile Arena. What has... 58 is Sabu. How old's uh, Mr. Fish? I think... Hang on. 46. (laughs) (laughs) It's not too far off, let's be real. No, once once you start getting over that 40 mark at all. Catches up to you. Um, T-Mobile Arena, home of the Las Vegas Golden Knights in the ice hockey, hosted a number of UFC events. Uh, That's about it of note that I can see on here. Okay. Yeah, unreal. Sabu. Uh, Did they announce the location for the first uh, AEW Saturday Night Collision? Yes. And it is? Well, you guessed it. The worst kept secret in AEW history, probably in since the last time they went there, the United Center in Chicago. Oh, there we go. 
Um, and that will play into my predictions for what happens on this pay-per-view. Yeah, I think I think we care about this a lot more than Night of Champions. It's very predictable, so we might do some uh, some predictions here. Uh, yeah, Night of Champions, there's no point predicting it because it's all fucking obvious. Then, I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. I it's hope I'm those... wrong. I hope some crazy shit happens. <laughs> like, usually these shows where it's, like, super predictable and, like, oh, who gives a fuck, usually have the best chance of being decent shows. Yeah. Yeah, so don't get, don't make me sound like a WWE hater here, humans. I, I'm still going to watch. I'm just not going to watch live because that'll be early in the morning. Fuck that. Yeah. Wait, what morning? Tonight or? Monday I think morning. it's Sunday morning. Oh no! Fuck that! I'll so. probably be, I'll probably be nursing a Tumbarumba hangover. <laughs> Go drink rum at Tumbarumba. It's got rum in the name. Exactly. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Here we go. This we'll see. Uh, we'll work our way top to bottom here. Uh, so Adam Cole will face Chris Jericho in an unsanctioned match where Sabu will serve as special guest enforcer. Obviously. <laughs> um, I'm thinking Jericho. I'm thinking Cole here because I think they are going to heat up Adam Cole to be the guy that beats MJF for the belt. Ooh, that's also a good call. I, I think... like that, but that's a good call. It's... Well, we know I'm not the biggest Adam Cole fan, but to be honest, him as a baby face is a little bit better. I think I prefer him as a baby face <coughs> than a heel. Yeah. Uh, next match, working our way uh, top to bottom here listed, is Ethan Page and the Guns, Austin Gunn and Colton Gunn. I guess the firm's still a thing. We'll take on the Hardys, Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy, along with Hook in a six-man tag where if the Hardys win, Matt Hardy will own Ethan Page's contract. Can Matt just get away from wrestling for contracts, be it his, his brother's, private parties, Ethan Page's? Yeah, Yeah, no, that, this can fuck off. Pre-show <laughs> um, match. Can we, just have a, can we just have Jeff Hardy, like, doing a singles run? Because clearly we don't need Matt anymore. Oh! Like... Well, the only time where it's acceptable to keep Matt around is if he's doing the broken shit in his own sort of universe and, you know, it's on Rampage or something. I wouldn't hate that. Okay. I, I, think... I don't think it would be the worst idea that if he's up for it, Jeff Hardy having a major singles push in AEW could happen. And yeah. I think it would be good. Uh, I want... I know there's a battle royale on this match and most of the participants have been announced. I want them to do like one of the casino battle royales one year and Jeff comes out as, um, what is it, Itchweed and he gets eliminated yeah. and he goes to the back and then he comes out as Willow and he gets eliminated and he goes to the back and then he comes out as Jeff Hardy. Oh, you, no? could probably, you could probably throw in Brother Nero as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
do a do a modern take on a on a free face as a foley rumble spot. Yep, for sure. Uh, for me, I think the Hardys and Hook are getting the win here because Hook doesn't have a loss on his record yet, as far as I remember. Yeah. Okay. Uh, match number seven here in ascending order. Jade Cargill defending the TBS Championship against Taya Valkyrie, where the road to Valhalla is legal in this match, right? Yes. Okay. I know I've said a number of times Jade needs to lose this title. I don't think Tyre needs it. I'm going to say Jade wins. I think Jade wins too. I think this is where it's like, oh, Ty actually hits her finish, but Jade kicks out. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Match number six is an Anarchy in the Arena match that'll see Blackpool Combat Club, Danielson, Moxley, Casanoli, and Yuda taking on the Elite, Omega, Matt and Nick Jackson, and Hangman Page. The Elite is back together. I think this will... I honestly think this should main event. It's not going to. They've already announced the world title is going to. But I think this has been the better story. I've been been loving the Blackpool Combat Club as heels. Uh, There's just something to Moxley as just this badass, crazy person. And Brian Danielson on commentary has been amazing. This week on commentary, Brian Danielson referred to Excalibur as man in the mask. And I was like, oh, be still my beating heart. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm looking at this card and I'm going, this is this weekend. It doesn't feel like there's a lot of hot matches on this card or on the WWE pay-per-view for that matter. Yeah, I, I don't know. Are we just are we just completely out of touch? Is it just us? No, I, I'm, it's the children who are wrong. I, I'm going... <laughs> oh, man. I've, I've been going on Twitter and everyone's like, oh, so hype but maybe I just follow a heap of AEW fanboys. I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm just like, no, nah, it's not that good, man. Yeah, I think out of all the pay-per-views AEW's done, this is the one that feels like the most thrown together, the most last-minute build, the most, oh, uh, we need another match. Uh Hardys versus the Guns, and uh, we'll put two other people in as a trios match. Okay, done. How many fucking normal matches are in this? Like, just a straight-up singles, singles match? match? Between men? Uh, between the guys? Zero. The two yeah. women's championships are singles matches. Yeah. Because I was like, we'll get to the Wardlow match later, but... That was so unnecessary for that match to have a gimmick. Yep. And Adam Cole and Chris Jericho, like, they tried their best to make this seem heated, especially when they did the angle with Brit and all that. But I don't think this needs a stipulation as well. I don't think this needs to be unsanctioned. But maybe we're at the point of, uh, where at that point of Chris Jericho's career where he kind of just has to rely on those sort of matches? Who knows? Maybe. Mm. 
Like, right. like how the Undertaker would always have fucking like his one match a year at Mania would have like never be announced as no DQ, but it was always like wrestled under the guise of no DQ or brawling before the bell. Yeah, yeah. Or like Triple H had that string towards then there where every one of his matches were like no DQ matches. We'll bring bring in the plunder. It'll hide a few weaknesses. Yeah. Um. So I think Jericho's hit that point in his career. I just, I just think this particular show is relying a little too heavy on the gimmicks, like straight up singles matches. The it's the TBS title and it's the women's title. Yeah. And honestly, with the build up. The women's title probably could have used a gimmick and some of the other matches didn't need to. Yeah. Like, even if you wanted to do the the TBS title as uh, Jade bet Tyre and, like, Tyre wants another rematch and you can say, fine, but both our finishes are banned. If you're that good, you'll be able to beat me without using the Jaded. Like, that makes that, that match a bit good. more interesting. Yeah. Or, or hear me out on this. Yeah. Every other move except for our finish is banned. <laughs> just like in the video game, you start off with three finishes each. Yeah, you just spam your finish. And the entire match is just those two, like, trying to work the finish in real early, but they can't get it in because it's too early in the match. <laughs> and then someone tries to punch someone and it's a DQ because that's another move. Um, Close fist. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Match five here. Uh, we've alluded to it enough. Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm for the AW Women's World Championship in a singles match. Like, I can see what they're trying to do on paper. You're trying to have Jamie go through Tony and then... Saray is going to be annoyed and challenge Jamie herself. Well, I but think this um, feel like, felt like it I came think, out of nowhere. Yeah, go I think Jamie. I think Jamie has to go through Ruby before Soraya too. Forbidden door. Forbidden door. Yeah, I think it's just forbidden door. Then it's all in, isn't it? Yep, forbidden door. Then Wembley, all in. Yeah, yeah, that's probably going to happen. Um, my problem with this is we've seen this match before. Yes. And not that long ago either. No. And yeah, sure. It's different now because Tony's a heel and Jamie's like a full on face now. So that's a different dynamic. Sure. I get that. But this is one of the rare instances where it's like this probably could have used a gimmick. I'm not saying, like, this should have been fucking lights-out, unsanctioned fucking glass bottles and barbed wire shit. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, all right, the members of the fucking... I almost said the social outcasts. Um, Heath Slater. (laughs) Heath Slater, Bo Dallas, Adam Rose, fucking... Yeah, fucking um, the outcast are banned from ringside. Britt Baker's banned from ringside. That's all you can do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, this uh, match uh, when Tony was interim champion took place in November at Full Gear. Yeah, and Jamie won that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I'm thinking Jamie retains here uh, yourself. Yeah, it has to be Jamie here. Did we get a pick for the for the uh, anarchy in the arena match? Um, myself, I said the elite. Oh yeah. Um, I'm actually thinking Blackpool Combat Club here. Fair enough. I'm I'm thinking that there there's still something with Don Callis going on. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. Uh. Next match announced is a 21-man battle royale for the AW International Championship. Okay, um, so I guess... Well, first of all, Orange Cassidy's an idiot. Um, yes. Uh, I, I've looked at the people named for this. There's 21 people named. Okay, hang on. So we've got Orange Cassidy, Ricky Starks, the Butcher, The Blade, Bandito, Commander, Lee Moriarty, Big Bill, Ari Davari, Tony Nice, Chuck Taylor, Trent Beretta, Kip Sapien, Ray Phoenix, Pentel Zero Meadow, Swerve Strickland, Brian Cage, uh, Keith, uh, sorry, Jay White, Juice Robinson, Keith Lee, Dustin Rhodes. So you've got your two Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions in here. Uh, who else is a champion? You, oh, you've Cage also is... got uh, you've got the fucking perennial battle royal specialists in there, the butcher and the blade. Yeah, butcher. Yeah. Just put the fucking belt on the butcher. Yes. Also, this is stupid. Everyone. Everyone should team up on Orange and fry him out early. Like, kayfabe logic. The, here's the kayfabe logic as to why they shouldn't. Okay. The story they've been telling of Orange Cassidy's fucking running out of steam here is getting beat down week after week. They've, they've been banging that story over everyone's head. Like, he's struggling to keep up with his schedule. So maybe kayfabe logic, you'd want to keep him in there till the end because he would perceivably be more beat down. Ah, I see what you're saying. Beat him down during the Battle Royale. Well, because he's coming in with all these quote-unquote injuries that he's had storyline-wise from defending the title every week. So he's probably not 100% coming into the match anyway, so keep him in the match. So he'll be an easy elimination at the end. That's the that's my theory, and I'm sticking with it. <laughs> yeah, and yes, I've just double counted here the announced participants. It is 21 people announced for this 21 man battle royale. Great, no exactly. surprises. Thanks, AEW. Well, I just really wanted fucking Miro to be in this, but okay, whatever. Um, yeah, no Miro. I'm surprised. I know Thunder Rosa just came back. I'm surprised that's not the championship match with Jamie Hayter on short notice. Uh, that would work better too. Yeah, 
I never lost the title, sort of playing into that. Um, my pick for Battle Royale, I hate to say it, but I think Orange is going to work walk out with it somehow. If we were to have a new champ and looking at okay. this list, if we were to have a new champ, I'm thinking like the best possible contenders here are Swerve and Jay White, maybe Ricky Starks, but um, like if we were to transfer this half decent Ricky Starks Jay White feud to an international title, that'd be nice. Yeah. Instead of Orange Cassidy just defending the title every week and not having a natural feud. I fucking hate that. It's just half lazy, you know? That's what the um, TV title should be, but also the international title is now more important than the TNT title. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Remember when Wardlow won the TNT title? He was like, I'm going to do the fucking open challenge again? Yes. <laughs> Where'd that go? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? I, you only just made me think of that. What the fuck? Um, following that third uh, of the matches announced here, ladder match for the TNT Championship, it'll be Wardlow, the defending champ, with Arn Anderson in his corner, taking on Christian Cage with Luchasaurus in his corner. Uh, sure, put the bell on Christian. Wardlow's done nothing in his past two reigns. Yeah, well, what's this, the third? This is his third reign, yes. Yeah, nah, fucking take it off him. Yeah. Oh, f fuck, I keep forgetting that Wardlow's a possibility for someone that they want to take the belt off MJF. Just because uh, of the story. So he defeated Scorpio Sky in July of 2020. Uh, lost it to Samoa Joe at full gear. Then Darby won it from Joe. Joe won it back in February. Wardlow won it in March. Three days later, lost it to Powerhouse Hobbs. And then April 19th, won it back from Powerhouse Hobbs. And Hobbs is uh, looking like he might feud with QT Marshall because he's not following the book of Hobbs. Yeah, dreadful TV. Uh, second match listed here, FTR. Dax Hardwood and Cash Wheeler, your AW World Tag Team Champions, will take on Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal, who will have Sanjay Dutt, Sutnam Singh, and Karen Jarrett ringside, also with Mark Briscoe serving as special guest referee. Yeah, a uh, bit of smoke and mirrors on this one. Um, similar sort of situation as what I was talking about with Chris Jericho, except this time for Jeff Jarrett. And that's fine by me. You know, there's, uh, I, I hope that Jarrett and Lethal win this. Just to piss everyone off or? Uh, I just love the idea of him winning a title in 2023. Like that report that came out that he was meant to beat Orange Cassidy for the international title, but he declined. Wow. That would have been good. I think that would have actually done a, a, a fair bit for that title if Jeff Jarrett won it. Yeah. 
How many times I see Champ is he? Oh, he was up there at one point. I, Seven? I think it. Uh, I don't want to guess, but I think it's like six or seven. Six. Well, Jer- Jer- Jericho's nine. Yeah. I know that. Six-time yeah, so champion. Six. Yeah, and you think about the time period that he was in the WWF. He was in there from 93 to 95, went to WCW, then came back from like for like six months in 96, went back to WCW, came back in late 97, and left in 99. He was there fuck all, and he won it six times. Yep. What um, a fucking animal, man. Give him his props. Yeah, I always like Jared. Yeah, mm. for me, I'm thinking, yeah, Jeff and Jay win this. Ah. Uh. I'm gonna I'm gonna predict with my heart, not my head, and I'm gonna say Jeff Jarrett wins. Okay. And I'm I'm gonna guess that Mark Briscoe turns on FTR to Ooh. make it happen. And I don't actually that'd be fucking horrible. Mark Briscoe turning heel after everything that's happened. Yeah. Uh, that'd be horrible actually. That'd it'd be, be risky real too. That'd be very Vince Russo. Yeah. Yeah. I you think... know why my brother's not here? It's because of you people. <laughs> I think um, with so many extras on the outside for Jeff and Jay, it's going to play a factor in sort of keeping the other man out of the ring, maybe for a double man finish into a pinfall. Unless FTR's like got some tricks up their sleeve and they're bringing out some people to even up the numbers, I don't know who they could do though. Kurt Angle to take Karen Jarrett. Wow. Oh, oh <laughs> my God. Um, no. Fuck. <laughs> oh, imagine if they brought out Dixie Carter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the last time we sort of saw Dixie was around that twenty years of Impact special. Yeah, yeah. Imagine if they brought out Dixie Carter to handle Karen Jarrett, and then Jeff Jarrett starts getting the upper hand, and then, despite all my rage, out comes Billy Corgan as well. It's I, just, it's just all of fucking Jeff Jarrett's legal troubles coming back to haunt him. <laughs> I mean, you could do that. I'm not saying you should do that, but you could. Uh, has Speaking of one, William Patrick Corgan, have they released uh, any of the, uh, what do you call it, um, Australian vision? Doubt it. Because they did release a compilation of the Mexico shows, I noticed. Oh, okay, cool. Maybe they have, maybe they haven't. I don't know. I don't follow their product anymore. Get a better champion, you pricks. <laughs> what about NWA USA? What, NWA's version of Dark? Yes. Yeah, get fucked. <laughs> okay. NWA's, NWA Power is the equivalent of Dark. So this is like Dark's Dark. <laughs> it's very dark. Mm. Okay, okay. No, they haven't released any vision of the Australian shows yet. But it took them about two months after the Mexican ones. 
I just want to see if any of the Aussies uh, make it on there. Okay. Uh, main event, MJF, the defending AEW world champion, will take on Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, and Jungle Boy Jack Perry in a four-way match for the title. I mean, it is a cold match, isn't it? It's cold. It's cold. Um, they... Darby's actually been good. His promos have been good. Oh, fuck. Jungle Boy's match this past week with Rush, was it? Yeah. What the fuck was that? Jungle Boy, I think this is the first and the last time he should be anywhere near this title unless he he's still young so he can still get better. But fuck me, he is not ready for this. Okay. And Sam, Sammy Guevara too. I think this might have actually been a better main event if it was just MJF and Derby. Because that's all I care about going into this. Do you think, like, yes, we have two of the guys in matches earlier in the night, but do you think we, at any point, we see a run-in by Christian, Jericho, or Sting during this match? I think it would be a cool visual if, like, like, um, we they just do like a little cutaway to them, the mentors of these guys watching from backstage. I think that's all you need to do. Sort of have them walk them out on the ramp, like Sting does sometimes with Darby, and then Sting just goes back like, and goes, "Hey, like, like not even that. Just like cut to them fucking staring at a TV watching the match." In the locker room. It, it, it yeah. wouldn't make sense for Christian to walk out Jungle Boy. No, no, I meant just Sting walking out Jungle Boy. Yeah, like, that. that's fine. Um, uh, not Jungle Boy fucking Darby. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, Sting walking out Jungle Boy. Yeah, no, that, 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 that would be a plot twist. Um, fucking hell. Um <laughs> So this is where I think um, the other go, matches play in. I think this is where you can go one of two ways with things here. Okay. Um, obviously, MJF retains. That's a given here. So here's option A. Yeah. MJF retains. This feud needs a little extra kick up the butt. To finish off a pay-per-view. No, 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 Out comes Punk to confront MJF. Because technically the last time we saw CM Punk on AEW television slash pay-per-view, these two were confronting each other. MJF returned to confront Punk at All Out. Very true. So, so that's an option here. But here's what I find intriguing. And hear me out on this. So the whole thing MJF's been banging on about, you guys had a fucking mentor to fucking hold your hand and get you to the top. I had no one, blah, blah, blah. What if MJF wins with the help of CM Punk? Because Punk's coming back and he's going to be a heel. He has to be a heel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, there's no way he gets a completely positive reaction from the AEW crowd. 
So what if Punk comes back and big swerve his fucking MJF's mentor? He is aligned with MJF. Fucking plot twist. Wow. Okay, I love that. Uh, What's the other option then? Well, the other option is MJF wins and then Punk comes out and confronts MJF, which would be a complete opposite of what happened at All Out last year, but it still makes sense. It would get a big pop, all that. But fucking Punk coming out and helping MJF win? Come on now. Yeah. Okay, if MJF doesn't win, and that's my pick, MJF retains, which of the other... Uh, three participants in this match do you think is most likely to get the win and of the three who is most likely to take the pin it's only Darby that could possibly win besides MJF it's okay, only I agree Darby. with that and who's most likely getting the pin uh, it's probably Sammy because Sammy can take it and not be as, in, as hurt yeah and I out. think I think there would be, like, you know how they did that thing where MJF's like, if you get here and bloody beat this person for me and all that, and then you lay down for me, I'll pay you handsomely. Remember that? Yes. So, like, it would be a a cruel sort of, like, evil thing to happen where Sammy gets laid out. And he's knocked back all that money to lay down for MJF. He's knocked it all back only just to get pinned by MJF anyway. That is good. Good storytelling. Do you think, now that you've brought that back to my attention, they try a finger poke of Doom Spot with the other two out of the ring and then Jungle Boy and Darby both make the uh, breakup save? Oh, I'd be nice. It would be nice, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward, out of all the events on the weekend, Double or Nothing's the one I'm looking forward to most. It just feels like with all these big announcements, the Warner Brothers up front, the new show, Dark and Elevation ending, stuff with Ring of Honor, Willow winning this championship when she wasn't meant to, Canada dates, all in London. It feels like, all this stuff over the past month and a half has taken away from your build to one of your tentpole pay-per-view events. So I maybe agree. That's why it feels a bit cold as well. But um, yeah. To be fair to though, I think Double or Nothing isn't the priority pay-per-view us as wrestling fans think of. Yeah. But because Double or Nothing was their first pay-per-view, everyone's like, oh, Double or Nothing is their big pay-per-view. But if you look back, besides that first one, every other Double or Nothing hasn't been booked like the big big one. It's been booked like the build-up to the big one, which in past years, it's always been like all out. Yeah, I'm just looking at um, past events now that you bring that up. 2020 main event of Double or Nothing was the Stadium Stampede, whereas All Out was Moxley versus MJF for the world title. 2021. Yeah, that was a big feud. Yeah. 
2021 main event was the second stadium stampede match at Double or Nothing, whereas All Out was Omega versus Christian Cage for the AEW World Championship. Which on paper, like, oh yeah, Christian Cage, but that also, after the match, had the debuts of Adam Cole and Brian Danielson. And 2022 Double or Nothing main event was Hangman versus Punk. All Out in Chicago main event was Moxley versus Punk. Yeah, and, you know, um, I don't know, All Out's a little bit more memorable for other reasons, I guess, last year, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but still, like, the Hangman Punk feud, that Hangman Punk main event, that's where there was the botched fucking buckshot and all that sort of shit. Punk wins the title, immediately gets injured afterwards. Yeah. But all out 2022, you remove, like, everything that happened after the show. It all comes back with... MJF returning, confronting Punk after he finally wins back his title that he never really... Oh, well, he did lose it to Moxley when Moxley squashed him on TV, but... Yeah, he's the interim champion and said, fuck you, I'm not interim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that was actually an incredible moment in hindsight too, especially when Punk put up that Instagram story a few months back saying that Oh, Mox, Mox wanted to do this bloody Rocky 3 idea and I've never watched a Rocky movie before in my life. Uh, Sam Punk, I've been one of your biggest supporters, but I do not stand by anyone not knowing Rocky. Yeah. Sylvester almost, uh, what's his name? Almost died in um, Rocky 3 because the punches they did were legit. Yeah. He broke his ribs. <laughs> yes. Um, well, Rocky Three featured fucking two WWE Hall of Famers in it. Who? Hey, Thunderlips. Thunderlips? And who was the main bad guy in Rocky Three? Oh. Why am I drawing a blank on this? Uh, go ahead. Uh, well, Mr. T. Oh, you son of a bitch. Yes. <laughs> I was thinking, was Piper in there? No. <laughs> Who else? Uh, very good. I, I mean, I was technically correct, and as I say every week, technically correct is the best kind of correct. <laughs> okay. NXT Battleground. Um, are you excited for this? Coming from the Tasonga Centre in Lowell, Massachusetts. I have watched so much NXT lately. I'm joking. I haven't watched a single fucking thing, so... They don't have Grayson Waller anymore, so I'm I have no draw for NXT. Yeah. Um, Famous but, wrestler that's come from Lowell, Massachusetts. Who's a famous wrestler from there? I don't know, but th- isn't this the place <laughs> where Samoa Joe always wins world titles? Yes. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's have a look at this match card because yeah, the only thing I know is the women's. Uh, thing that's going ahead where Trifney, Tiffany Strand pinned Roxanne Perez this week on TV so she advances to the finals and Laya Valkyria pinned Cora Jade so she advances so we are having a new champion 
Roxanne Perez is not going to be two-time champion. Okay. Who the who the fuck even is Lyra Valkyria? Uh, hang on. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, someone from NXT UK. Okay. Okay. Hang on. So, hang on. They've got this one. Lyra I mean, that, that's a, that's a good look. I, I don't know much about her, but it's a good look. Okay. But why is it that all the UK women are spooky? I don't know what you mean. Nikki Cross, uh, Ava Faye, Isla yeah, like, Dawn. Yeah, Isla Dawn. I mean, well, what's up with that? Why are they all fucking worshipping fucking Satan? They are worshipping what a- Satan. It's, I don't know, the Celts? Mm. Celtic ancestry? I don't know. Anyhow, <laughs> this uh, match card, you can tell me how excited you are for any of these um, matches. Okay. Tag team match for the NXT Tag Team Championship. They'll see Gallus, Mark Coffey, and Wolfgang with Joe Coffey in their corner, the champions taking on the Creed brothers, Brutus Creed and Julian Creed. Well, on a scale of 1 to 10 for excitement, that is obviously a 0.25. Okay. How about Ilya Dragunov versus Dijak in a last man standing match? Oh, that's like a 6. That'll be a banger. Okay. Uh, Triple threat for the North American title. Wesley, your defending champ, taking on Tyler Bate and Joe Gacy. Oh, God. Um, uh, I'll put that at a three because <laughs> I just, I, I, I don't know. I guess I hope Tyler Bate wins. I don't know. <laughs> a British rounds match for the, uh, for the NXT Heritage Cup, formerly the NXT UK Heritage Cup, that will see Noam Dar defend against Dragon Lee. Nice. Um, that'll probably be really good, but I'm just not the biggest Noam Dar fan. What do you as mean? A, as a person, Noam Dar. Oh. As a as a person, not the biggest fan. Has he but, done things? Eyes. Uh, not really. Just said a few fucking stupid things. Stupid okay. things during the height of COVID. One of those people. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh. Tournament final for the vacated women's title. Leia Valkyria will take on Tiffany Stratton. Who's your pick? Uh, we'll go Tiffany Stratton here. We've said this in the past. It's just been blatantly obvious that she is what they've been wanting in their new fucking NXT system for the longest time. She, yep. she has a lengthy sports background outside of wrestling and she's learned wrestling under their umbrella in their style. Yep. She's a former bodybuilder, a former gymnast. She can actually go in the ring and she's blonde and she's tanned and she's pretty. That is everything that a fucking typical WWE sort of women's division would be looking for. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Tiffany Strand's going to win because she goes, my daddy says I'm the best and yeah. Yeah, does she still do that? I don't know. But if she if she still does do that, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for the men's NXT championship here, Camelo Hayes, the defending champ with Trick Williams, will take on Bron Breaker in a singles match. So you get Fucking one standard hell. match on this uh, card as well. Fucking Everything hell. else is a gimmick or multi-man. Yes. Um, I just saw a little stat on the fucking Wikipedia page about this show. Yeah. Uh, the last paragraph up the top. So yeah. It starts with... Um, I guess it's different for you because it says here... Yeah. Uh, Battleground will be held on the same day as Double or Nothing. Yeah. A pay-per-view produced by All Elite Wrestling and specifically AEW's flagship event. It's not. Shut up. <laughs> uh, the, the This marks the first time since 1989 the two major promotions will produce major events head-to-head after WWE's WrestleMania 5 and WCW's Clash of the Champions 6. That's not true. I think this is actually going head-to-head, though. So the card of show was the same day, but a different time zone. Mm Mm-hmm. And they've done NXT and Ring of Honor the same day, but different times in America. NXT and AEW, they've done different times. Yeah, because normally, like, NXT is a little bit earlier. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, this is the first time that they're going actually head-to-head on, like, pay-per-view, premium live live event, whatever. Um, Yeah, so that's an interesting note. Uh, Bron Breaker loses, hopefully. Yes, I agree with that statement. Yeah, just to get back to that. And now I'm going to have a look at what uh, card was rivaling WrestleMania 5. Uh, 5? Is that Macho Mega Powers Explode 5? Yes, it is, my man. Good boy. Proud of you. Um, Yeah, so... Go on. So there was a series of dark main events, but we don't need to talk about that. We don't need to talk about the dark main event of Lex Luger defeating Jack Victory for the US title. Uh, Jack Victory, who would later go on to be Steve Carino's bodyguard in ECW in the late 90s. Um, I don't remember that. Um. The main event of the show televised was a two out of three falls match for the NWA World Championship. It was Ricky Steamboat defeating Ric Flair two to one. Is uh, this during the height of um, Steamboat and Flair when they were having that those really good string of matches and they said the house show matches were better? Yes. Oh. Yeah, this was during both of these guys just tearing it up. Steamboat and Flair in 89, man. <coughs> oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, yes. Yeah. I normally hit the mute button, but, you know, when you... Yeah, shit happens. Um, 
another tie-in is that the last time two companies went head-to-head like this, there is a tie-in because Rick Steiner was on this card. <laughs> um, I'm just having a look at both of the uh, the cards now. I mean, poor man. Looking at the, the main event, and you have the WWF Championship on the line in Hogan versus Savage, and meanwhile, uh, the NWA has... Steamboat versus Flair for the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. It's, it's the perfect summary of what the two companies were. Do you like the flash and sizzle and sports entertainment, or do you like the straight-up fucking bad guy, good guy wrestling? Oh. that's It's like the perfect summary, just those two main events alone. If you look at the Clash of the Champions card... There's actually a tie into modern wrestling in the very first match of the Clash of the Champions card. <laughs> yeah. The Samoan SWAT team, uh, Samu and Fatu, managed by Paul E. Dangerously. <laughs> <laughs> that bloodline. Uh, yeah. Um, so Samu and Fatu. Uh, Fatu would later become Rikishi. Uh, they would both go to the WWF as the head shrinkers. Um, yeah, questionable name, questionable name. Um, but yeah, the bloodline, well, that's why they call him OG. That's why the Usos always call him OG to Paul Heyman. Yeah, I didn't realise that. Wow. Like, yeah, because I had like... I had a few, like, VHS tapes back in the day, and I do remember the Samoan SWAT team being managed by Paul E. Dangerously. And I forget that a lot of people don't remember that. Yeah, I remember Paul having his dangerous alliance in WCW before he went off to do ECW things, but I do not remember that. Well, Paul basically came into WCW... When um, Jim Cornette was managing the Midnight Express. But at that point, the Midnight... (coughs) This is fucking... Brody's a fucking nerd. All right, here we go. Uh, But at that point, the Midnight Express consisted of Bobby Eaton and Stan Lane. Now, Bobby Eaton and Stan Lane weren't the original members of the tag team, the Midnight Express. That was Dennis Condry and someone else. I I can't remember his name. That doesn't matter. Um, so Jim Cornette and the Midnight Express had just turned babyface. And then Paul E. Dangerously debuts and he brings with him the original members of the Midnight Express. Wow. Yeah, so then they're feuding. There was a tuxedo match with Paul E. Dangerously and Jim Cornette. Um, I believe Jim Cornette won because baby faces go over in that situation and Paul Heyman had like those stupid fucking love heart boxes on you know that they did in every comedy skit way back in the day Um, and then Paul E's like alright these old Midnight Express are shit he brings in the Samoan SWAT team who at that time were having a run in 
AWA. I almost said AEW. AWA. <laughs> and they were they were managed by of all fucking people, um, Medusa and Diamond Dallas Page as part of the Diamond Mine in AWA. Diamond Mine. Diamond Mine. Wasn't that what Roddy Strong was doing in NXT for a bit? Yep. Yeah, how did that work out for him? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Wow. Fuck me. Fucking the centerpiece of that stable, what was it? It was fucking Malcolm Bivens and Roderick Strong, and they're both in AEW. Yeah. Um, looking at this, uh, what are we, Clash of the Champions 6 card, like, yeah. look at these Hall of Famers on here. You have Muda on here. Yep. You got uh, Zach Cowboy, Bob Orton. Yep. Uh, let's see. Who else do we have on here? Is Mike Rotunda in the Hall of Fame? I don't think so. Have you got the Road Warriors? Uh, no. No, he is not. Iron Sheik? Yes. Rick Steiner? Yes. Um, Rick Steamboat, Rick Flair, and then in the dark matches, I'm... Were these like tape for TV or just dark, dark? Just dark. Okay, that's weird because you got two championship matches after the pay-per-view went off the air of Sting defeating Rip Morgan and Lex Luger. What did I say? Rip Morgan. But yeah, I think Rip Rogers was like the guy that like, uh, I think he played a role in trading The Undertaker or some shit like that. Yeah, and then you've got Lex defending the US title. Against, uh, yeah, Jack Victory, yeah. Then you look over on the WWF one. I yeah, mean, look at the Hall of Famers on this. Oh, Bossman, Shawn Michaels. Big yep. um, takes in the Hall of Fame, isn't he now? Yeah. Dick Darcy, is... Bushwhackers. Uh, Jimmy Perfect. Hart. Jimmy Hart, uh, Mr. Perfect. Um, yeah. Yes. Uh, yes, there's a few. Brainbusters. Yeah, oh. they both are. So the Brainbusters at this time were in WWF and Rick's still in um, yep. WCW. WCW. Is this yep. and then, before or after and the then, first part of the Horseman? This is after the first run of the Horsemen, and and then uh, I think it's like early 1990. Arn and Tully go to go back to WCW, but Tully fails a drug test or something, and then only Arn comes back and rejoins with Ric Flair. But then Ric Flair eventually leaves WCW again to go oh, to WWF. So I was like, so, come back and we'll give you another Horseman run. Much like they promised, uh, who was it? Yeah. James Storm, come back and we'll give you another beer money run. Yep. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, really, really stacked card. Uh, Rick Root defeating Warrior for the IC title. It's one of my favourite finishes. Oh, it's so good. It's where um, <laughs> Rude's on the apron, I think, and Warrior goes to suplex Rude back into the ring, but Bobby Heenan grabs a hold of Warrior's leg 
yep. and Rune falls on top of Warrior. It's such an old school finish, but it's still so good. And Rude beats Warrior. It's so good. Oh, man. Love it. And then co-main eventing, you have the Red Rooster defeating Bobby Heenan, who had the Brooklyn Baller in his corner. And that's when Bo- <laughs> Bobby Heenan wrestled in the Andre the Giant-style singlet. Oh. So good. So funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think... Uh, We'll be looking back on either of those shows with uh, either of this weekend shows with that much fondness. Oh, who knows, man? Who knows? <laughs> um, as I bring this up, give me a second here. Um, any update on all-in ticket sales, or is it still just around sixty thousand? Yeah, it's still around that. I haven't heard any major update. Okay. Um. These women's tag titles are cursed in the WWE. Yep. Good. Uh, Get rid of them. <laughs> okay, I'll ring up Medusa and she can put them in the bin. Thank you. So. I mean, Nikki Cross can do it now. <laughs> she did that the, the 24-7. You think when Nikki Cross gets inducted in the Hall of Fame, they'll make her pull that out of the bin? That'd be hilarious, actually. <laughs> I hope so. Um. I hope Nikki Cross makes it to the Hall of Fame just for that. Hang on. I'm just trying to find... Um, I don't know if I can find it or not. Do you know what the announced... Oh, yeah. Apparently somebody attacked Roxanne Perez when she was looking at the end of um, an XT in a hoodie. Any idea who that is? Because I saw the whole internet say it was Mandy Rose, but I'm guessing not. Fuck Divino. I don't know. I don't know, man. Mandy Rose is fine without wrestling. She's now doing like a collab with Paige Van Zandt on OnlyFans. That's going to make her thousands upon thousands of dollars. Okay. I don't think I can find what I'm looking for. I was trying to find an update on these women's tag team titles. Uh, Oh, here it is. So... Uh, lives out injured for longer than they expect, and all of a sudden Raquel's like, oh, I guess I have to vacate the titles. But then on Raw, she's like, oh, I've got Shotzi as my new tag team partner, and we're going to re-enter ourselves in this four-way match for the vacated titles. What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. I can't seem to find... The bloody, uh, what do I call it? Actual match graphic of the announcement of the the four way match. Uh, I know it's got uh Chelsea Green, Sonia Deville. It's got Raquel and a mystery partner. Raquel and, and Shotzi. No, yeah. it was wasn't it a mystery partner? Yeah, and they got revealed to be Shotzi. I oh, did it. Yeah. Fucking stupid. Um, That's why I said why vacate if she's just going to team with her. Yeah. Uh, Ronda and Shayna are in it. I remember that. Yeah. This is... Why not do the story... Just put the belts on Ronda and Shayna. Fucking hurry up. Yeah. Why not have the storyline of Raquel going, well, Liv's not here. I'm going to defend him tonight. And then put the belts on um, 
Ronda and Shayna like you were going to anyway, and then you can go, like, in the beat down, Shotzi comes out to save Raquel because Liv's not there. Fine. Why don't fucking do a thing where it's like, oh, last-minute announcement, but tonight on Raw, Liv and Raquel are defending the titles against Ronda and Shayna, and then fucking... Raquel comes out and she's like, where the fuck's Liv? And they just do a fucking thing backstage. They just cut backstage and Liv is just laying on the ground. She doesn't have to do shit. She's yep. just laying on the ground. Uh, okay, and he, then, he is... Yeah, then it's revealed fucking Ronda and Shayna took her out. And then when Liv comes back, there's at least a story. Yeah. There's a photo uh, four-way set up for the May 29th episode of Raw. We're going to finish on this here, man. Uh, so is Raquel and Shotzi taking on Rhonda and Shayna, taking on Sonya and Chelsea, taking on Damage Controls, Bailey and EO Sky because Dakota Kai also got an injury in that SmackDown match with Liv and Raquel. The fuck. Yep. Uh, so. Just put the belts on Ronda and Shayna, and if Ronda gets injured, I don't care. <laughs> Ronnie being Ronnie. Uh, anything else really to uh, touch on? It's been, it's been a big week, a lot of uh, previews. Uh, as you are listening to this, it is Friday afternoon, so this will be out uh, Friday evening. Yeah. Um, honestly, I haven't watched any old wrestling this past week, so no time warp today, although we had a good time warp into 1989 anyway and the history of Paulie dangerously with the bloodline. So I think we've got that covered. Yes. Um, I, I think we'll just call it a wrap for today. Um, I've got to get ready for my big trip to Tumbarumba. Um, <laughs> you lucky bastard. Nah, up the, up the demons. Um, <laughs> you wait until we finish recording and I give you an earful. <laughs> I thought you, I thought you would have been a Koryong boy, but no, no, um, no, the family grew up with um, Federals, which was the second Corion club. Ah, right. Okay. Yeah. But if I played you, for Corion, they would have disowned me. Well, the guy that I'm going to watch play jump ship from Kaji Water Corion, and apparently that's a disownable offense, too. Oh, yeah, up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I guess it'd be like jump from Rutherglen to Chilton or some shit. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Chilton to Barney. <laughs> oh, that'd be bad. Rutherglen yeah. to Wagonia would be pretty bad, too. Um, anywho, find me on Instagram, Twitter, at Fruities Alex. You can find us at WrestleOzStyle with an AUS. You can search us up on Facebook, WrestlingOzStyle. You can find Chris at... At Twitter, I'm Chris Funder. Come tell me why MJF deserves to not retain the title at all in. Uh, was it double or nothing? Yes. <laughs> Go and watch Fruity bowl a perfect 300 on his Instagram soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be watching nothing. Um, uh, you can go back, listen to the entire Wrestling All-Star Archive for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or using the RSS feed found the show notes below for your podcast of choice, including Apple. Nothing left to say, but good day, and we'll speak to you next time.
fucking up the demons. Mm, yeah, we're just going to cut that and uh, re-edit it. All this slander. <laughs> just wait until the family listens to this. I'm going to be disowned. I hope you're happy <laughs> now. <laughs> oh, uh, man. Cheers, man.